What's going on, folks? Episode one of MMA Lock Talk. <laughs> New show that I've been teasing for a while now with a lot of people. Pretty much just taking a, you know, taking a note or two from the uh, fight day live chat that I do um, every fight day, obviously where I just interact with the chat the entire time. And uh, I think people really enjoy that aspect of it, right? Like feeling like they're a part of the show. So I felt as though that uh, we should do something like that daily. You know what I mean? Like we don't have an agenda. Let's just talk whatever the fuck you guys want to talk about. You know, more often than not, all my, all my videos are just, you know, full car breakdowns going from bottom to top with the, um, with uh with just the intention of predicting, breaking down, and giving out betting tips and stuff. So I'm happy to do that here as well if people want to talk about certain fights and certain um, and certain matchups. But I just, I, I want to get more active on the YouTube channel, right? Like, there used to be a time where I had, like, the MMA Lockcast uh, propping you up, which is obviously now on the All-Stars channel, uh, Ultimate Wayne Show, and Fight Day Live Chat. But I've lost the propping you up show, obviously, to to the All-Star uh, I wouldn't say I would lost. I, I think that show was successful, which is why it's on the All-Star now. But I want to do something where I can just every single day, you know, have something available on my on my channel that people can tune into, whether it's live, whether it's after the fact. But I'm very much looking forward to having this type of show on for you guys. Uh, the only day that you guys won't be getting any content from me is Sunday. It's God's day, right? Sunday is the day that you should be with the family and not really doing any content. So those that's the only day where you won't see anything on my channel. Every other day, I intend on having something, which is why I brought in the MMA Lock Talk um, so that I can fill in those gaps, right? I know I have the MMA Lockcast, which I'm actually going to be doing later on today. I'm thinking either 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. Um, it'll probably be 10 o'clock because I want the Contender Series to wrap up first. But once the Contender Series is wrapped up, um, I'll be hopping on live here just so I can talk to you guys and get some of this content out for you. So appreciate everybody that's already jumping on in here. Gun you with the exact same thing that I wanted to do here. Just make this where you talk about any and everything related to the fight game. But again, I want it to be based on you guys. Like, I want you guys to drive the conversation. I want to interact with the chat as much as possible, right? I want you guys to feel like you're a part of the show as well. So, um, yeah, I'll be pretty much talking to you guys in the chat, right? That's that's all I want to do for these uh, these lock talk episodes. Let you guys drive the topic and conversation of the show. So, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. So let's get into it. Let's not let's not waste any time, right? We're gonna do one hour a day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is when these shows are gonna be coming out. Because Friday, Ultimate Wayne Show. Saturday, Fight Day and Fight Day Live Chat. And then Sunday, not doing shit. So Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on my channel. I'll be putting it up on all audio platforms as well in case anybody misses it live. Obviously, you guys can watch it after the fact on YouTube as well, but in case anybody is of the podcasting platform uh, type, I'll be sure to drop it on podcasting platforms as well. All right, let's get into the chat here. Let's see what everybody's saying. Elijah One Dream is saying, what time does the contender series start tonight? Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So I believe you're on Central Time, if I'm not mistaken, which I believe would make it 7 o'clock, 7 or 6 o'clock, but it's 8 p.m. Eastern is when the fight's 
kickoff. Joshua Frick in the chat saying, been waiting for this to drop lock, doing big things for the fans. Want to keep you guys involved as much as possible. So appreciate everybody jumping on. Olajuwon Dream, appreciate you stopping by. Mr. Always Profit in the chat saying, glad to see daily content from the GOAT. I wouldn't call myself the GOAT, but I truly appreciate the compliment. Love you guys. Gunny in the chat as well. Appreciate you stopping by. Corey Yeeple. I see what you said in the comments, my friend. Good luck and good good shot on uh, Abdel Wahab uh, this past weekend. Everybody was on the Dontel May side. You were one of the few that I actually saw on the Abdel Wahab side. Shout out to you for sticking with your guns. Real news MMA stopping by as well. Appreciate that love. Corey Yipo reminding you guys, if you guys haven't already, make sure you guys hit that like. That's the best way to do it. Truly appreciate it. Gunny just, uh, or, sorry, I already got to that. Uh, John Kim saying, can we ceremonial ceremonially burn Dontel Mays in effigy here. Uh, yes. Lay all the Dontel Mays slander in the chat if you guys want. Personally, I'm glad that I tapered my expectations from what we were going to be seeing from Dontel Mays. Uh, I got him at minus 132, so I only put 1.32 units down uh, to win that one unit should he have won. So I'm glad that I didn't get burned too much there. Uh, shout out to my guy, uh, fucking... The Big Red, a.k.a. Cliff uh, Cliff Hughes. I, sorry, I forgot what his Twitter handle is, but he's one of the guys on my Patreon that are like, my night hinges on Dontel Mays. I'm like, ah, I feel so bad from hearing that. I get it. You know, when you're on the tape, I completely understand why. But uh, at the end of the day, we got to remind ourselves, it's Dontel freaking Mays. So um, RIP to anybody that uh, laid the hammer on Dontel Mays. Don't make that mistake again. <laughs> uh John saying only an effigy. There you go. John Kim saying we're the dumbasses for backing him. Exactly. Got to remember the level of talent that we're backing at the end of the day as well, right? It's on us. We're the ones that pull the trigger. They have to go out there and do the job. Don Tomes didn't do his job. Joshua Frick saying, Lockett would be cool if you guys, if you gave us your favorite fights ever and we do a small recap after we're watching some of them since you break down the upcoming card on your other shows. Um, I've thought about doing some sort of like fight flashback type of thing where, you know, we 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 look at some of the older fights. But the, the, hard, the way that I would want to do it is if I could broadcast the fights and watch them with you guys. That's the best way to do it, in my opinion. But like... Maybe at the ending of every show, I can drop a fight for people to go back and watch. And just, you know, especially if you're a newer MMA fan, um, you know, may maybe you guys would enjoy that, especially if you have Fight Pass. So uh, maybe I'll try to do that. You know, at the end of the show, just drop one of my, uh, a fight that I just remember ra randomly that I thought was very entertaining and very fun for you guys to go back and check out. So good suggestion there, my friend. Cold Stein in the chat saying, what's good, everybody? Appreciate you stopping by as well, my friend. Uh, a quick reminder as well for everybody dropping, jumping in right now. I will be doing the MMA Lockcast later this evening after the Contender Series. So if you guys are wanting my thoughts on this upcoming UFC event, I'll be doing that tonight. I'll be going live for it as well. So you guys can hop in on the live chat for that as well. That'll be 10 p.m. Eastern tonight, uh, right after the Contender Series. Mr. Always Profit saying, what fights are you looking forward to that are booked this year? Good question, my friend. Let me uh, quickly pull this up because there's been a there's set, there have been several fights actually that were lined up that I'm like, ooh, I can't wait for this one to go down. Um, let me just quickly look at the spreadsheet here for Marcel Dorf. Usually my go-to 
Uh, Barboza versus Deporia, October 29th. Phenomenal fucking fight there. Piotr Jan versus Sean O'Malley. Obviously, big question marks going to be answered about Sean O'Malley. Surprised that he took that fight, but very much looking forward to it. That's actually on my birthday as well. UFC 280 is directly on my birthday. Banger of a car that they got lined up so far. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. They got two, four, six, eight, nine fights already announced for it. Every single one of them pretty much being a banger. The only meh one, which I'm still very excited about, is Zubera Tuhugov against Lucas Almeida. You guys remember Lucas Almeida as, I believe, the guy that knocked out Mike Trezano uh, in the last round of his last fight. But good God, look at these fights. Charles Oliveira, Islam Mahachev, uh, Sterling versus Dillashaw, Jan versus O'Malley, Chukagin versus Fioro, which is a great fight as well. Marina Rodriguez against Amanda Lemos. I am very excited about that fight too. Bilal Muhammad against Sean Brady, Benio Dariush against Matoush Gamrat, and then Mahmoud Murdov versus Kyle Boralio just got announced as well. That's a great fucking fight. Cub Swanson versus Jonathan Martinez is a fight that I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, you know, solid step up for Martinez. Swanson going down to 135 pounds, usually not the best, um, you know, course of action for somebody at his age and his stage of his career, but it is what it is. I also just found out that on October 1st, Mackenzie Dern and Yan Nan are actually headlining that fight night, which I find to be a little bit of a weird headliner, but is what it is. So yeah, hopefully I answered enough of your, your things there, but a lot of good fights coming up. Gunny saying, have you been commenting during the fights live? I've tried that. I'm not really liking it. Personally, for me, I want to sit back. After a long week of tape studying and dropping content for you guys, I just want to sit back, hit it a little bit, you know, have some, get a little baked, and just watch the fights, you know. Comment on Twitter, you know, drop tweets on Twitter, um, stay active in my Discord. That's what I want to do during fights. I don't want to do any of these fight fight lives anymore. I would consider it if I was doing it live with somebody with me, not online. Like I don't want to do a, you know, stream somebody else in and then stream the fights and watch it with them. I've talked about it doing it with uh, Cody Saftik as he's, you know, only about 20 minutes away from me in terms of uh, living distance and radius. So maybe getting together with him at one time and having a proper setup where we can watch the fights together, get fucked up, and uh, comment not comment it, but just talk shit. Um, I thought I think that would be fun, but uh, we are still yet to to do that. John Kim saying uh, with Dana White Contender Series, how does your evaluation change if there has to be a finish? Is the beach hole for mandate change the analysis? Yes, it absolutely does. And I'm glad that you brought that up. And that's what I'll always uh, preface my Dana White Contender Series video breakdowns with is exactly that, right? Like Dana wants to see you guys finish. And the fact that he went out there and reiterated it after that first week leaves you to wonder, like some guys might stray from their game plan and just go out there and try to get a highlight real finish just so they can get signed to the UFC. That weighs heavily in my head, which is why I can't go out there and put like significant money down on Contender Series fights. It scares me too much, right? I was already scared from it, like, from one of the first seasons. If you guys remember the Jamal Embers versus Julian Rosa fight, that was the fight that was like, all right, I'm done with contender series because Embers had a clear path to victory, which he utilizes in the first round. But then for some reason in the second round, goes out there and tries to show off his striking chops, gets knocked out for his trouble. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm not betting heavily on the contender series, and I think people should... Keep that in mind when they are wagering on it. I'm not going to talk people off from betting on contender series, but just be very cautious in terms of knowing that you might not get the guy that you studied. 
That's all I want to say. Good question, John. John's saying, uh, what's the locks for tonight? There are no locks for contender series. <laughs> there are no locks. I do like Charlie Campbell, though. I will say that. Lajwan Dream saying, I just seen that they put out a tweet. It was 6 p.m. Eastern, and then they deleted and put out a different tweet. 8 p.m. Yes, it is 8 p.m. Zach A saying, mortgage payments on Salvador tonight. You are an absolute savage and a half for even considering that. I do like the Shannon Ross side, but I'm a little bit skeptical of his price tag. Cold Stein saying, dope, dope shirt, brother. Gotta love the GRE. Uh, the wife actually bought me uh, this uh, a couple weir- uh, couple years ago now. So love it. Still in good shape. Love old school GRE. Mr. Always Prophet says, let's get that Charlie Campbell money tonight. Glad we lined up on the same. Yeah, I think the kid's good, man. I think he's going to touch up uh, Chris Duncan tonight. Chris Duncan? I think that's his name. But Duncan is the last name. Uh. Gunny said, you know, I told you to never bet on Maze Luck. I know, I know, I know. I did it, I did it. Frederick saying, how do you analyze the Luke versus Neil line? Is it gone for a, a big play uh, uh, to bet Luke? Uh, I actually bet uh, Jeff Neal here. I put uh, 1.9 units at plus 160 on Jeff Neal last night. I love him in the spot, man. I think people continue to go out there and... Um, And disrespect Neil after that two-fight losing streak that he was on, right? Lost to Wonderboy Thompson, biggest spot of his career, main event slot. No shame in that. Lost to the better striker. I get it. Uh, lost to uh, Neil Magny in his next fight. You know, Neil Magny, unless you're able to get this guy to the ground and grapple fuck him, he's going to be very tough to deal with in the striking run because he has he puts a very high pace, pushes the pressure that a lot of guys can't keep up with, and Jeff Neil couldn't keep up with it that night. Then we saw the chops of Jeff Neil, what got him to this that stage uh, in the Santiago Ponzinibbio fight. Close fight, but still went out there and landed very good shots and very good strikes, which ultimately led to him getting his hand raised that night. Now, Luque, you know, I'm not going to say he's been on the decline, but you see that he relies heavily on his durability to get his wins more often than not. He's going to get touched up here by Jeff Neal a lot. My main concern with Neal, and, you know, which is why I'd rather play him at an underdog price than a favorite price, is sometimes he can be a little bit low volume. But I'm thinking with the pace that Luque might try to push on him here, Neil will be countering effectively, landing the better strikes, and likely will get his hand raised in that aspect. Luke, solid grappler, but I'm not fully certain that he's going to be able to get this fight to the ground and utilize that as Jeff Neal has solid takedown defense. I see him keeping this fight upright for the majority of it, and I think he'll get the better of the striking exchanges. So um, I'm hoping that his damage will pose well against the possible output that's going to be coming from the Luke side, but I do like Neil at this line, and I will continue to cash on him as an underdog if they're going to continue to give me plus money on him. So, got plus money on him against Ponzinibbio, getting an even better line on him here against Luke, and I think he comes through and uh, pulls off the upset. Lajuan Dream said, I tailed Cody's PRP, would have cashed a few lines, but Dante was top ticket. Yuck. Feel bad. Zach A is saying, you know anything about this millionaire gambler shit on Cross's podcast that literally gets millions down on prelims, legit or not? Uh, I I have no reason not to doubt Kraus. And there are ways that you can get down heavy loads of money on certain fights, right? Um, I just don't know who you'd be talking about. This is another thing that a lot of people got to realize. Yes, there are the Twitter captors and the YouTube capper click that people want to call and guys that go out there and tweet their plays and Instagram their plays and all that type of stuff. The guys that make the most money off this shit are nowhere near social media. They don't want to be known. They don't want to put their picks up. They don't want anybody to know what their action is or what side they're betting or anything like that. Those big whales, you've never heard of them. So should James Crowes have a guy like this in the background? 
I absolutely get it. I completely understand. Maybe he does. But just remember that the guys that are making the most money off of betting are, you've never heard of them. Guaranteed. Lajuan Dream saying, I was watching old Nick Diaz fights today and last night. Yes, his fight against uh, Paul Daly was some shit. Uh, Gunny said, I told you he doesn't belong in the UFC back when he was supposed to fight Philippe. Um, I think he has the chops to beat, you know, some of the lower level heavyweight guys. You're talking about Dante Mays here. Um, I, I do think he has the chops to go out there and beat some solid guys. Uh, not solid guys, but lower level guys, right? The Josh Parisians, the Roki Martinez's. I thought Hamdi was a part of that clique, which he could still end up being, right? We just need a better guy to go out there and, and fade him against. You guys are killing the live chat here. Let me just try to get to these and catch up. John asking again, where are the locks for contender series? Again, no locks for me. No locks for me on the contender series. More or less saying, are you on Lemos or Rodriguez? I'm going to be on the Rodriguez side, and I think pretty heavily as well. I'm looking forward to seeing what the odds are there. Gunny is on Bill Goff and Ross. I like Goff and Campbell myself. Peter Dowd saying, who's next for Pavlovich? Does he take a step up or the controversial decision change that? I don't think the... I know some people are saying the early stoppage is something that we need to think about. Um, I, I don't think it was that early of a stoppage, especially... like Think about being the referee in that instance and seeing Derek Lewis go face down. Like drop face first. That's not a good aesthetic. And at that point is when he made up his mind and stopped the fight. And yes, Derek Lewis got right back to his feet. But in terms of how this affects the uh, Pavlovich being uh, matched up moving forward, I don't think that has anything to do with uh, how we should be treating him, right? Like he moved up from number 11 to number five after beating Derek Lewis here. So the only guys ahead of him, Curtis Blades, tied to Ivasa, Stipe Miocic, Cyril Gunn. With Curtis Blades, you know, very unfortunate situation with the Tom Aspinall fight. Why not put Blades against Tuivasa, or sorry, Blades against uh, Pavlovich? Because Tuivasa's fighting Sirogan. Stipe Miocic is still a big question mark. Francis Gano still needs some time off. Curtis Blades against Sergey Pavlovich seems to be the only plausible fight, right? I don't think Pavlovich is going to fight number eight Volkov. Tom Aspinall is going to still need some time out. Rosenstrike has a fight coming up, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, do Curtis Blades versus Sergey Pavlovich. Fuck it. I don't mind that. John saying Goff and Ross inside the distance. They're probably going to be going for it tonight, right? DFS whispers in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Um, Lajuan Dream is hyped for Diaz Tamayev. Even if it does end up being very one-sided, it will be very one-sided. The lead-up to that should be fun. Let's put it that way. Robert Tarverson looking at logs for 215, or sorry, UFC Vegas 59. He's like McKinney, Battle, Quinlan, Hill, and Spivak. Uh, I agree with every single one of those, though I do like the under one and a half in the McKinney fight to at least get a better line on him, right? Like 14 out of 16 wins, or sorry, 14 out of 16 fights not leaving round one, 15 out of 16 of them not going over one and a half either. So under two and a half, or under one and a half, not a bad spot at all. Elijah Dream here saying uh, card other than that fight is questionable. Jamie Pickett in the coming event. Yeah, that it's always weird to have Pickett there. 
more or less saying the UFC has an inexplicable inexplicable love for Dern. I like her too, but we don't use her in the main events. I agree. John Kim is saying you'd need the swear jar for quoting you with the apple pie shitters. <laughs> Probably. Mr. Always Prophet saying throw a party watching that UFC 280 card bringing Cody and that card is crazy. I might, man. I might. I'll consider it. I definitely want to do a big ultimate weigh-in show for that UFC 280 card. Let me know in the, the live chat who you guys would like to see me bring on for a, a four-person panel for the UFC 280 card. I have one up my sleeve that I'm thinking about, but let me know who you guys would want to see. Zach Johnson in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Oh, yeah. UFC 280 does start at 10 a.m. Eastern. I love that because it's in Abu Dhabi, right? I love an early card. I'm going to get fucked up all day then. <laughs> Hunter Silver is saying, fucking finally catching you live for once. Thanks for the content while I'm mowing all day, brother. No worries, my man. 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday. This is where you guys can find me. So if you guys ever need content, you know I got you. Uh, Sarob Kumar is saying, Cody and Locke, watch along with it. Should be fun. Yes, I will try to hook that up. John Kim saying, thanks, man, pretty turning to UFC Vegas 59. What are your thoughts on Brogan versus Miller? Brogan has the only big W on Miranda. Seems weird that Miller minus 130 thoughts. So that is that. Uh, the tough finale fights are the only ones I haven't researched yet. I know nothing about those people uh, other than Mohamed Usman, obviously being Kamar Usman's brother. But in terms of actually uh, tape starting and breaking down that fight, my intention is as soon as I hop off the stream to tape study those fights. So that I'm ready for my uh so that I'm ready for my my stream tonight. But those are the only two fights I haven't looked at. I apologize. But please do tune into the MMA lockcast tonight when I break down the full card and you can hear my thoughts on that one. Apologies, my brother. John saying need to make a bag tonight for contender series. Don't chase, my friend, especially if you were down on the last event. Do not chase too heavily tonight. Contender series is very, very um is very volatile. Gunny's saying, dude, striking defense is terrible and he's reckless as fuck. He'll go to sleep tonight and not in his bed. I think he's talking about um, Chris Duncan, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes. I need to define between John Kim and John. <laughs> Especially if you guys are going to be regulars. Jesus. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Kane Gomez saying, glad to see you streaming more often, bud. Keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. Truly appreciate that. Um, uh, Mr. Always Profit asking, how many fights do you tape? For example, how many fights of Neo did you watch and how many of Luke's did you watch to tape? Normally what I do is I always go back and watch the last three fights. Always, always, always go back, watch the last three fights just to get a, 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 a beat on what they're actually looking like uh, recently, right? Last three fights are always the best way to do that. Then I'll go back and watch fights that stylistically um, can be comparative to their upcoming matchup, right? So Vicente Luque, I go back and watch how he deals with other strikers, right? Mike Perry fight. And they might not be of Jeff Neal's uh, level, but at least you get to see how they deal with other strikers per se. Uh, so the, the Mike Perry fight I watched back, the Randy Brown fight I watched back, um, uh, the Brian Barbarena fight I watched back. And this, this is for the Luque side that I'm talking about. In terms of the Neal side, you know, with the three fights uh, of his last fights in mind, uh, I watched the, the Mike Perry fight. I watched the Bilal Muhammad fight as well. Watched the Frank Camacho fight. Like, I go back, and even if I, like, there's some times where I just don't feel 100% confident, uh, even with watching some of those fights back. So I'll just watch as many as I need to. 
it, it's very subjective in terms of the matchup that I'm I'm breaking down. Gunny's saying I'm brave for taking Neil over Luke. I thought you'd be on the Neil side too, my friend. Robot Chicken Wings is saying Neil is live, but he's rolling with Luke. Chicken dinner in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by. Kane Gomez reminding you guys to hit that like if you haven't already. Um Robot Chicken Wings saying, Lock, thanks for getting on. No worries, man. Gonna do these. Like I said, for anybody tuning in on the latter half of the stream so far, 4 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday, gonna be doing these shows. So this is a safe haven for you guys to come out and, and just talk some shit. Hopefully we don't have any trolls in the chat, but uh, yes, please do swing on by. Uh, Robot Chicken Wings saying Egger or MBS. I'm leaning on the Egger side and I completely understand why the line is moving the way that it is. I haven't pulled the trigger myself, but I should before it starts to get a little bit out of whack here. But I think her grappling dominance will come into play here. Bueno Silva, good jujitsu. She could catch Edgar in something, but she's a little bit too comfortable off of her back, and I think Edgar could give her some issues there. Joshua Frick saying, a lot of people saying Moreno fight was close, but I think that's just because of the cut. Can I get your thoughts? Yeah, uh, the, the scorecards were all over the place, so I'm not sure if anybody saw that as well, right? One judge had Kai, had Kai Carr-France winning both the first two rounds. I thought the first round was, was close. I thought the second round was clearly Moreno. Third round, you know, with that cut and with that big elbow that uh, Kai Car France landed, that's the main damage that he landed, right? It was one elbow that busted uh, Moreno up, and then that's where he started leaking from. But, like, I thought Moreno was starting to take over on the latter half of that third round, and then we saw him obviously put him away there. I thought should that fight have continued, Moreno would have continued to pull away later in this fight. I have no doubt about it. John saying on Bet Rivers, it says Zubera Tuhugov and Nate Landwehr are fighting this Saturday. They pulled Tuhugov out from what I'm hearing. They pulled him out so they can put him on the Abu Dhabi card, which is why they ended up landing him up with. Um, fuck, uh, who they let him up with? Uh, Lucas Almeida. But he was scheduled to fight Landwehr here. Uh, Mr. Always Prophet says, man, so glad Moreno got the finish. Tom Master just had a tool, Moreno, tool, KKF, and one on. I have no doubt that Moreno would have pulled away with it anyway. So, Gunny says, I think Blades murders Pavlovich. I agree. And if people remember, uh, when Overeem fought Pavlovich, that was his first training camp with Curtis Blades. If you guys remember, Overeem lost to Curtis Blades, then he went to go train with Curtis Blades. Uh, and then his first fight back after that Chris Blaze fight was the Pavlovich fight. And we saw, got the takedown and pummeled him from top uh, top control. That's exactly what uh, Blades could do here as well. If they do end up making that matchup. What's going on? See everybody in the chat. Appreciate Unknown stopping by as well. JSJ asking, how would you change tough to keep it relevant and get fans watching again? I don't know, man. I think you're going to have to bring, like, you're going to have to do like a redemption season again. Like, I think you're going to have to bring in guys that were cut from the UFC that were fun fighters. That might be the way. Like, bringing in these no names is not going to get anybody. Like, I totally forgot this whole season was going on until like maybe week four or week five. They did not, you know, promote this one as much as I thought they should have. I don't know, man. I think the, the tough formula is just done. Just keep doing contender series. Do contender series all fucking year. That's all they need to do. Uh, Noel Murphy saying Blades has said he's not fighting backwards anymore after taking Aspinall on short notice. Interesting. Well, actually, yeah, you're right. Uh, Pavlovich is right behind Blades. Well, if Blades is not fighting 
behind him anymore, then he either has to fight Cyril Gaon or Taito Ivasa, who he hasn't faced any of those either. So maybe he gets the winner of that fight. And then maybe Pavlovich gets the loser of Tuivasa versus Gaon. Gunny saying he wants MMA Guru on. I will say this. That there were a lot of people that were suggesting MMA Guru come on the show. And I did reach out to him a couple months ago. Heard nothing back. So I don't think he does guest appearances or anything like that. John K saying bring Kraus if you can for 280 if he's not got, got anyone on there. Uh, he's going to be doing... Well, he's already a part of my coach's main event marathon, right? So I hate asking him now to do these Ultimate Wayne shows because they take so long, right? And he is, he's a busy guy, and he's doing a pro bono. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough for me to bring on a guy like Kraus, but he will be on the coach's main event marathon. Lajuan Dream saying day drinking for 280. You know it. John K is asking for Jeff Molina. I think Molina will do it. We'll see. Uh, Hunter Silver is saying, very off-topic, but if Jose Aldo doesn't rush in and get KO'd in 13 seconds, how much does that change the trajectory of the UFC? Is Conor beating Aldo as much as a 7 to 8 to, out of 10 probability? Good question. You know, I, I was there for that fight. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys can see the uh, the plaque that I have here. That's actually my ticket to the event as well. But I was at Aldo McGregor, and I had a decent amount of, on Aldo that night, right? First legitimate test for Conor McGregor. Um, but McGregor timed that counter shot perfectly and, and ended him um i don't think it changes much of the trajectory of the ufc right like i don't know if connor gets the mayweather fight should he not beat aldo but i think connor would still be a big draw right i think like when we see patty pimblet inevitably lose i think that will be a reminder to us that like Guys can take losses and still be very popular and connor's already uh, an example of that right after he lost the nate diaz fight Still was getting the love. Still hasn't won a fight in five years. Still getting the love. So I doesn't think I don't think it changes much of the trajectory there. I wish we got to see that fight back though. I really do. Random Malak is saying Edgar at plus one twenty was a steal. Don't see much value on the current line. I, I still think that there's some solid value there personally. With her grappling dominance, I think she can make it a rough night for MBS. Zach Johnson saying, watch along for Dana White Contender Series. I got to spend time with the with the wife as well tonight, so I apologize. And again, I have my Law Cash show coming on right after the Contender Series. So, JSJ saying, 280 panel, Clint, Uncle Weezy, and Dan Levy. A couple of those guys were who I was thinking about too. Corey saying, if you go opposite of Cody's picks, you come out positive. We'll see about that. <laughs> Joshua Frick saying, Usman looks nothing like his brother from what I saw in Ultimate Fighter. I, I remember watching his fight on the PFL. He is nowhere near like his brother <laughs> in terms of talent, I should say. Chicken Dinner saying, bring together lucrative MMA fight club and Liam picks fights for channel. Yeah, you guys want drama, eh? You guys love the drama. I can't do that. Jordan Shepard saying, have doubled my betting account in the last two weeks. Let's keep it rolling. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, Gunny was saying, talking about Salvador. I apologize. Random Malak is saying, hot take. Both of them brothers will be losing in August. Big words there. You know, at a certain point, Kamar Usman is going to fall off. It's inevitable. I don't know if this is the fight, but, you know, we, we know he's going to start to slow down. I don't know if Leonardo, Leon Edwards is the guy, though. 
Large One Dream saying Yanni and Nick would be dope to bring on for 280. Good suggestion. JJ saying what happened to MMA Prediction Girl? He's still around, from what I believe, I think. Zach Johnson says I'd like to go back three fights as well. I agree. Dirty River Fish saying better, best bet of the night tonight. I'm late to the party. Again, always disclaimer with contender series fights. Be very careful considering uh you know the the whole stipulations behind the show. In terms of a best bet, like if you're forcing me, I would probably lean with uh, Charlie Campbell the most. Mario Singh, Oliveira versus Islam. That's going to be a great fight. I can't wait. Leaning Islam, personally. Frederick saying Uncle Weezy is a good guy to bring in. I just had my, him on my Ultimate Way intro a couple weeks ago, so love me some Uncle Weezy. Chicken Dinner saying on second thought, not laughing about that dead series. Magical. Nah. Definitely not. <laughs> Zach Johnson saying it's a ton of work. Absolutely. Lajon Dream saying any thoughts on Hooker Ferguson? Feel like it would be a banger. I feel like we just need to leave Ferguson alone. Like, like I'm one of the biggest Ferguson fans ever. Let's leave him alone. Let's leave him alone. But from an entertainment perspective, that would be fun as fuck. Uh, John K saying on, on another different question, how is the Kelly betting experiment working for you overall? I know you're following UFC, but just wondering. Uh, yeah, th- I believe in June when my schedule got super clogged up because of t- both of my weddings, right? I had my Toronto wedding and then my Saskatchewan wedding and then more weddings. Uh, I kind of fell off the Kelly betting experience and uh, experiment and it was down, right? Like there were a couple big losses. Uh, one of them being the Dennis Bondaire one where I had like 13 units on him based on what the Kelly betting experiment was telling me to, to put on him. Um, but what I'm finding is that like just taking straight money, like for, for me, the, the issue was trying to figure out why I was on a slump. And what I'm really starting to figure out now, it's, it's my confidence in props is a little bit too high at times and parlays. Those really fuck me up. Parlays and props, not my forte. But straight bets, especially now, I am at a peak in terms of my straight betting. Uh, just picking money line fighters straight up to bet them, one fighter to win, has been absolutely killing it. So that's what I'm honing in on. And I really don't think I need the Kelly betting uh, or a Kelly method to tell me how much I should be staking on these guys. I feel like I'm getting a hang of it, which is why I've kind of let it fall off personally. Like it hasn't been going the best, so I, I've just stayed away from it now personally. I have no intentions on going back to it especially with the success that I've been getting over the last uh, several months just off of street bets. Noel Murphy saying, I'm on Usman as a punch shot and battle money line this week. Should I could find any spots, months, weekend, and months for me. Yeah, I do like the battle side quite a lot. Zach Johnson saying, do you think Witt could hit? I don't think so, man. I think Quinlan fucks him up. But big, big if here, what does getting off the sauce mean for Quinlan, right? He got popped after the contender series, had to sit out for a little bit. But I still think he has enough. Um, uh, still think he has enough knockout power to to shut down Wit. So, yeah, I like Quinlan KO at plus one hundred. I'll say that. Uh, Moy's audio saying Eggers striking has improved in great shape too. Best legs in bantamweight division. She's, I think she's like a lot of people are just overlooking her because of the Tracy Cortez loss. I think she's good, man. She she has the chops, and Bueno Silva has very much been underperforming. So, yeah, I do like the Eger shot. JSA saying, did you hear about the matchmaking rules in France that stopped Cedric Dumbay's UFC debut? I did not. Please do. Let me know about that. 
JSJ saying fighters with under 10 bouts can't take anyone with four plus more fights than them. Wow. His kickboxing background should make up for that, no? Like, yeah, that's always weird. When, when I used to work for a couple of like regional MMA events up here in Ontario, Ontario was known as one of the toughest spots to ever get regional MMA going. Now it's kind of taking on a life of its own and it's really becoming, you know, it's thriving a little bit more than it used to when we were doing it in like 2011, 2012. But we had one of the weirdest commissioners ever who would just look at a fight and just say, okay, no, it's we're not doing this. There's one fight I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, I believe it included Malcolm Gordon, if I'm not mistaken. And we were trying to schedule him up with a, a veteran in, in Ontario MMA, but the commissioner wouldn't pass it. And then Bellator did it. They lined those two guys up. And the guy that the commissioner said that wouldn't, that, you know, is not experienced enough for this fight ended up winning. So, yeah, like there's got to be some leniency. You can't just have a, you know, more than four fights. You can't match these guys up. You got to look at it like subject uh, from every single scenario. Robot Chicken Wing saying, I'm taking air. People talking about MBS striking when she's getting touched up by Yanan Wu and Montana. I agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, Random Malaka saying, I haven't seen anyone on the MBS side who's taking her. I had one guy that just kept staying in my chat saying, MBS is a lock of the night. MBS is a lock of the night. For like the past three weeks. I forgot who it was. But uh, yeah, likely be on the Jaeger side as well. Uh, Cole Shelton saying, I'd rather have it with guys that are under contract. I believe this is tough he's talking about, but are going to be cut. And the winner of tough keeps their contract. You lose on the show, you get cut. Bang! That is a phenomenal uh, suggestion. I love that. That is an amazing suggestion. I'm going to have to tweet that out later. Cole, I'll I'll give you credit on that one. Or even if you want to tweet it out, I'll quote tweet you. But I think that's a phenomenal idea. Great, great idea. Even the contender series, right? Let's put a couple of guys that are on the chopping block against guys that are uh, trying to get into the UFC. That's another way of boasting up the contender series. Moise Audio saying tonight's Dana White contender series looks like Bellator contender series. Some good guys on there, right? Actually, yeah. Uh, a lot of the guys actually fought for Bellator. I think you're right. Now he's saying Witt or Quinlan. He's thinking Witt. I'm thinking Quinlan. Witt will likely be winning the majority of this fight. But I think at a certain point, Quinlan is going to crack him and put him down. Zach Johnson saying redemption tough with the contract and a hefty prize. All people in the UFC prior would be amazing. I agree. Absolutely agree. JSJ saying Molly McCann ranked today. Think she beats anyone in the top 15? Excuse me. Hype train getting derailed soon. I don't think she's that good. I really don't. Uh, just wait for the pro proper stylistic matchup. There's going to be plenty of people in the top 15 that can beat her. Uh, let's see. Robot Chicken Wings saying, dude, watch this week's prediction videos. There's so many people taking MBS. I think Edgar is improving. Meanwhile, MBS looks mediocre. I agree. She has big power, but that's really it, right? Good jiu-jitsu as well. Will Edgar get caught in something? Armbar from guard situation? I don't know about that. Gunny saying, Quinlan has fought straight bumps. Now, th that's where we have to like, like pick and choose, right? Because we had a perfect example last week with Ehor Pretoria, right? Take their skill level. And yes, they may have been fighting bums on the regional scene, but see if you can find the holes in their game, even when they're fighting bums. We saw the hole in the games of Ehor even fighting bums. I'm not really finding any holes in Quinlan's game thus far, 
even with him fighting bums, per se. And in this match, particularly with Jason Witt, all he needs to showcase is his knockout power, which I think is absolutely plausible here. So I, with that said, I would rather take Quinlan inside the distance rather than Quinlan money line. Uh, let me just quickly see if I can pull up what his inside the distance line is. Because I know his KO line is plus 100. I'm not ruling out a possible club and sub situation here, which is why I'm saying uh, inside the distance, uh, Quinlan inside the distance, minus 165. So a little bit chalkier, you know, closer to his actual uh, money line, honestly. But I would rather take that. You know, if it's if it comes down to a decision, Jason, that means Jason Witt's wrestling is probably getting off here. Mr. Always Profit saying, I'm going to take one unit on MBS at dog money. I'll never talk anybody off of dog money. Jordan Shepard saying, I like hearing you and James Lynch together. I can't remember. I don't think I've ever done anything with James Lynch, but I will definitely have to bring him on for the Ultimate Way-In show. I'd love to do that. DFS Whisperer is saying 280 panel, uh, Cody, Unk, and Liam. Not bad. I wouldn't mind that. GSJ saying, if you could have seen one Silva versus GSP in 2012, Kane versus Jones in 2013, or Khabib versus Tony in 2017, easily Silva versus GSP in 2012. Easily, easily, easily. I like all those other matchups, but as we're starting to find out with Tony, strong enough top game, you'll be able to smash him, and Khabib probably would have smashed him. Kane Jones is very interesting, but Silva GSP is our Fedor Brock, essentially. Very unfortunate that we'll never end up getting it. We're seeing it. Uh, Corey Yipo saying James Lynch with uh, Lock Genius. I'll try to line him up for one of the upcoming pay per views, honestly. Lajuan Dream saying, uh, I think Ferg should retire. Yeah, man, the guy's getting up there in age and just eating way too much damage. JSJ saying, Any coaches you'd add in the for the main event challenge next year? Um, what, what my goal is to do is keep the top three coaches and then swap out the last three coaches in terms of the standings, right? So whoever ends up in the bottom three, I'm going to get them out of here. I got to see what other coaches will be down to do it. Like, I literally hit up almost every single coach, and these were the few guys that got back to me. So maybe if they see, you know, that there is a love and an interest for that type of show, maybe they'll start to hop on now. And maybe through some of the relationships I'm making with the coaches, they'll be able to tell other coaches, be like, hey, you should come on and, and do this show as well. So... I'm open to any and everybody with uh, with legit coaching experience. Uh, Gunny saying I'm a prop parley master dog. <laughs> good for you, my man. I wish I could be there too. Uh, John K saying uh, read the Kelly experiment. It's a good way of evaluating your weaknesses with betting evaluation. Exactly what you said about confidence. It helps adjust stakes. Exactly. Zach Johnson saying go with your gut. Uh, right now, money lines, money lines, money lines, money lines, money lines. That's what I'm going to be sticking with. It's what's allowing me to dig myself out of that early hole that I made myself in 2022. And I'm just going to stick with, you know, I, I analyze my betting statistics and, and results and straight money lines are the way to go. So just continue to have confidence on them. The thing that gave me even more confidence, again, like you have to be confident in these situations, right? But cashing on Jack Hermanson as you know, uh, evens against Chris Curtis was huge, especially with how many people were on Chris Curtis that night. And Volkan Uzdemir, cashing him at minus 150-ish against uh, Paul Craig, who a lot of people were high on that week as well. Sometimes for me, confidence-wise, it means more to hit a favorite that a lot of people were against than it was to hit an underdog that everybody was on, if you guys know what I mean. And I felt like a lot of people were on Paul Craig that 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 night. So I felt 
to me, it felt better to hit Volkan Uzdemir than I did to hit uh, Jack Madsen that night. Again, appreciate the the reminding of the Kelly betting experiment. Experiment, John means a lot. Joshua Frick saying, "Who's your favorite fighters when you you ran into when you worked at the UFC?" Um, Frankie Edgar was cool. Um, Sarah Kaufman was cool. Tiago Alves was cool. Um, Sean Pearson was a, another great one. I got pretty cool with Malki Kawa, who is actually a John Jones's former uh, uh, manager. Um, yeah, those are the... Ooh, another one. R.I.P. Ryan Jimmo. If you guys remember Ryan Jimmo, I got pretty cool with him because one of the things that we had to do during that week that he fought... Uh, I'm trying to remember who he fought. I think it was the Anthony Parash fight where he fucked him up in Calgary. It was in Calgary, but I think it was the Prosh fight there. But uh, during that fight week, one of the things that we had to do was uh, do like a survey with a lot of the Canadian fighters that were on the card just so the UFC could put it on their website. And me and him, you know, we we hit it off. We we had a lot of fun talking together. Apparently, he was a part of the Freemasons with uh, Mike Shavalo. If you guys know Mike Shavalo, the, like the Australian commentator that used to do a bunch of regional MMA. Um, they were really good friends and they were a part of the Freemasons, you know. If you guys are into conspiracy theories and stuff, he was very much into that. But yeah, Sharath Ryan Jemma, one of the best experiences I had in terms of talking with the fighter. Kondal Chicken saying, any bets for PFL? I haven't looked at PFL at all. Gunny saying, you see all the 6 to 10 legs I've been posting on Twitter, bro. I'm still sick from the one this week and when Nunes didn't finish her. That was a fucking 10-legger. Yes, that was crazy. I got to get back to my uh, multi-event parlays. I haven't made one in a while. That really, you know, that that I hit a huge one last year. With that one, I'm trying to recreate that here. Robot Chicken Wings saying uh, she took the Cortez fight on three days notice. Everyone forgets that part exactly. Uh, John K saying about the PFL and good good thing here that John K is doing in terms of re PFL. Know that I will likely be getting to the comments that you guys are dropping maybe five or ten minutes after the fact and reminding me of exactly what you're talking about is phenomenal. So shout out to John K with the. Uh, the fight IQ move here. <laughs> the high IQ move. Uh, only guy I saw was OAM over Alex Martinez thoughts. Lines are so greasy. Uh, honestly, I haven't looked at it at all. So I can't give you any legit um, thoughts on PFL. I apologize. JSJ saying, how is the future of Canadian MMA scene looking? Will a Canadian fight for a UFC title in the next five years? I don't know, man. There's not many guys off the top of my head that I can be like, this guy will be a champion. Like, like there's my guy that I sponsored, Ergis Segeta, who's still on the re- uh, regional MMA scene, hasn't fought in a while, won the IBJJFs, uh, you know, right before COVID hit. Very strong wrestler, very good jiu-jitsu, has a solid cardio base. His boxing is improving. Uh, and I'm biased, right? I signed the guy up to the gym, and he only had wrestling experience before that. And then he eventually started fighting because I asked him to. I'm like, hey, you, you should definitely give this a try. I think you'd be successful at it. And he was. You know, I think he, amateur scene, he was undefeated. Pro scene, he's undefeated. So that's one name to kind of keep an eye out for. I think he's going to be looking to take a fight later this year to get back into it. But that's the only name, honestly. I can't think of any. Mike Malott, very solid prospect as well. Uh, obviously, we saw him beat Mike, Mickey Gall a couple months ago. He has another big fight coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think he does. Mike Malak. He has a fight coming up. He does not. 
He's 30 years old now. He was he was supposed to be the shit. Like he fought on one of the regional shows that I was doing uh, way back in 2014. But then he took a lot of time off to just coach at uh, Team Alpha Male. But uh, is now getting back into the fighting. Uh, Why is audio saying people forget uh, Quinlan is a high-level BJJ black belt? Yes, he does have some submissions on his record too. So I don't think he'll be a fish out of water on the mat either. Uh, Redmond in the chat saying, haven't been here in a while. You're still not feeling money. I am not. <laughs> Lazar Andre, Mike Malat right there. Zach Johnson saying, needed the PED for the bums. <laughs> More or less saying, Quillen B. Dallas Jenkins, Jennings, who's a good high-level regional guy. Can't be mad at that. Moise MMA saying, MBS doesn't suck. Her MMA mentality is of a five-round fighter. She doesn't have that urgency, right? Like the Wu Yanan fight, she was banking on her uh, landing those knockdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, JSJ saying lock on parlay Gabriel Benitez over on Taveros with Bruno Silva over GM3 at minus 120 next week. Easy money. Uh, GM3 could make it, uh, could, could spoil that one for you, man. I do expect Bruno Silva to knock him out, but if GM3 gets into the ground, I think he's, he, he could have some success down there. Uh, on Taveros, you guys know, I think he's absolute dog shit, but he does have knockout power, which I would, you know, consider thinking about here. Gabriel Benitez getting up there in age, his fragility coming into question as well. You know, I would bet anybody over on Taveros, but uh, Benitez, you know, we, we got to be cautious about that there. I'll look at what the unders are for that fight. I think violence would be a good spot. Same with violence in the Bruno Silva and GM3 fight. But I would not call that parlay easy money. Should hit. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't call it easy money. John K saying, for what it's worth, Cody just came out tonight's uh, Dana White Contender Series with uh, Acosta Ross, first line, Goff, second line, Marshall, third line, and Duncan PRP. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be iffy tonight. It's going to be iffy. Gunny saying, I hate these books that don't let you bet props until like the last two days before the fight. That's the majority of them, honestly. Kung Dao Chicken saying, what do you think of the way Clint bets over the long term? Crazy parlays and large units on underdogs. Most of the time that occasionally hit. Um, I'm not a big fan of laying, you know, crazy units on, on like the Gus line that he that he went crazy on, the, the Kim line that he went crazy on. I'm not big on that. I don't mind his dog hunting mentality, but, you know, a lot of that success is coming with the crazy parlays as well, right? I know the guy's good at what he does. But I think he just needs to hone in on what he's best at and and managing his unit distribution as well. Love the guy, though. Gunny's saying Benitez is shit. I like Benitez. I think he's a very good fighter. I just think he's getting a little fragile. And Ontiveros can hit very hard. JSJ saying, damn, lock cutting the bottom two coaches. I'll be heartbroken for Montoya. Dude loves the challenges. I, I love to. He's my favorite one to talk to, man. He, me and him get along. Like, we shoot the shit a lot. Um, you know, even uh, I had Dustin Jacoby as my lock, and then I play against Mihal Oleg Shajak a couple months ago, and I got to call him up, and we talked for like an hour uh, about that fight and what Dustin's going to do to win that fight. But the one thing I'm I'm still pissed at him about is not telling me about the the foot injury or leg injury that uh, Dustin Jacoby had going into that fight. Uh, luckily, you know, I think if he did, I would have gotten off that play, uh, but he still went out there and did the damn thing and got the win. But it will be the bottom three coaches. So they still have time to make up for themselves. We still got, what, four or five more pay-per-views for the year. 
Who knows? It might be completely switched up. Lajuan Dreams saying, biggest probably ever hit was one I was looking at for fun and I dropped my phone and actually hit submit. 24 to win 500. Nice. More with less saying, Clint tends to bet guys he wants to win. Uh, he again, he's a he's a casual gambler, right? He does it for not not a casual. Sorry, casual is a strong word. Like he is a guy that gambles for fun. At the end of the day, he gambles for fun. He gambles for entertainment. He gambles to give you guys content, and he won't shy away from saying anything like that. Um, but I know he's good at doing this. Tony Garcia saying you betting on contender series today. I like fight doesn't go to decision for Costa and Marshall fight money line. I like Billy and Charlie. Uh, I'm not putting any official bets out for contender series. I do have degenerate plays on Charlie and Billy though. I also have them parlay together too. I don't mind Marshall either. Or Matthews. Sorry, Matthews. I think that kid is going to be good. Excuse me. Chicken dinner saying money line is where it's at. Props and parlays should be just for fun. I agree. I shall be sticking by that. Uh, GSJ saying, do you use anything like topology to track how successful you are in predicting each fighter? Uh, Bet MMA tips. Well, actually, no. Bet MMA tips is just pretty much betting, right? Like just tracking your bets per se. Um, I don't I don't track that actually. Like, like I track how my predictions are doing. I do track that. Uh, and I have that listed in my um, in the descriptions of my lotcast videos. But in terms of having like a database of saying, oh, I predicted this guy to beat this guy, like I just do it off of memory. John K saying, reconnects. Seems like Jordan got robbed. I thought he won that fight as well. You know what I mean? That was another money line spot I was on against Brigos. Uh, he's really progressing. I agree. I just don't know if he has what it takes to really be at the top of that division, though. You think he can improve his takedown if it's enough to become a top five guy? Seems like that's his only kryptonite, but big issue. I don't think so. Lightweight is a very lightweight, sorry, featherweight. Featherweight's gonna be tough to get into that top without showing up those uh takedown issues. <laughs> Hunter Silver saying, who was a penis head when you work with the UFC? Honestly, there's nobody. Like everybody was really cool. I remember one time. So the first time I worked with the UFC was UFC 129. Jose Aldo against Mark Kamenek was the co-main event. And one of the things they wanted us to do was go around and ask fighters to sign stuff for charity. And they're like, just walk around the fighter hotel. You'll, you'll find them. So obviously we're based out of the fighter hotel. And I walked around and one of the first guys I saw was Jose Aldo. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, you know, can somebody translate for me? They're like, they want to sign this for charity. And I think it was just his weight cut. Like, he was really wearing it. Like, he looked bad. He looked bad, 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 bad. So I just stayed away from it. But he was a guy who was just like, nah, 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 nah. Just not, not saying that makes him a dickhead by any means. But, uh, you know, that was interesting. Um, and then Henan Barrow, I remember seeing him before the weigh-ins in Calgary when he fought Faber. The guy came into the arena, looked like an absolute ghost, went into the washroom before the weigh-ins, I think I heard him puking or something. Came out, looked like even more of a ghost. That guy's cut to 135 pounds. Was not good at all, ever. Hunter Silver saying, shout out to Ryan Jimmel. Absolutely. Robot Chicken Wings saying, Jordan got robbed. He was fighting at his opponent's hometown. I'm feeding Burgos. I agree. <coughs> Burgos, uh, his stock has very much dropped over his last several fights to me. Solid striker, but his striking defense, not good at all. 
Frederick saying Sam Alvey bad just for the memes. Please don't do it. <laughs> Can Sam Alvey survive a round and a half for the over? I don't think so, man. I really don't think so. JSA, how does one get into sponsoring a fighter? Better not do it through management since they take a cut. Um, Ergus is the only guy that I've ever sponsored, but uh, it's because I knew him. So I just messaged him up. I'm like, hey, you know, I'll give you guys hats. I actually still have my hat as well. It has the Lock of the Night logo, has my uh, Twitter handle on the side, and then it actually says Team Rhino on the back, or Rhino, Team Rhino or Rhino, one of those things. But uh, his nickname is the Rhino. But yeah, um, I think most will force you to go through their management, especially if they're in a bigger stage. But if you want to sponsor like regional guys, you guys, you can just hit them up straight up, I think. Tony Garcia saying, you betting on a contender series tonight? No, I do not. I feel like I just answered that as well. Uh, Mr. Always Profit saying, are you a straight value better? Like, would you lay minus 200, minus 300 a fighter you think should be minus 180 or so, but you think, but you just think they win? Um, I uh, One thing that I feel like tw is twisted about value is perceived value. That's the word that perceived is the word that everybody forgets about, right? Value to me is different than what you think value is. And that's why whenever people say like, oh, why do you think there's value on this fighter? It's my perceived value, motherfucker, <laughs> right? So, like, there are times where I'll be like, okay, this fighter should be minus 300, so I'm going to bet them at minus 180. There are times where I think a fighter should be minus 250, and I'll bet them at minus 250. I don't put too much stock into that. Like, yes, it needs, like, like, what am I? Um, Terrence McKinney, minus 1,000 this weekend, right? He should go out there and win, but I'm not going to bet him at minus 1,000. I'll rather bet the under one and a half at minus 250 or whatever it is, because that's the much better way for him to go out there and get the win. Covers a possible finish from the other side, but you're getting a much better price tag from his primary win condition. Um, I don't mind laying chalk. I really don't. Only if it's like this weekend. I'll tell you guys, since you guys are a part of the first ever uh, MMA lock top live stream, I'll just reveal what my lock of the night play is for this weekend. I'm going Brian Battle, five units, minus 230. Because I believe he's worth taking a shot there. John K saying for two card parlay, battle McKinney, Spivak Hill, Pauga, then B Silva, um, Onama, Benitez, Vera, only one week apart. Initial thoughts. I will more than likely be taking an underdog shot on Dominic Cruz. You're not you're not convincing me that Cheeto Vera deserves to be a favorite against Dominic Cruz. You know, Dominic Cruz. Let me just pull it up here in case I'm forgetting anything. Still 24 and 3. I get he's 37 years old, but his only losses are the career best performance that Cody Garbrandt has ever had back in 2016, losing to one of the best fighters ever in Henry Cejudo, and since then has come back and had two solid wins over Casey Kenny and Pedro Munoz. I still think that Chito Vera is giving, you know, buying a, a sale of goods that he's really not to a lot of people so yeah uh, i can't say anything about palga i haven't taped that fight yet but yeah the vera is the the sketchiest one there for me personally uh jsa saying do you think bets should be voided if a round one freak injury occurs like aspirin i do not it's the name of the game it really is robot chicken wing sam alvey owns the ufc it's <laughs> probably um Mr. Always prophesying, I think he's absolute dog shit. Daniel, any plans on Dana, plays on Dana White tonight? I'm only, I like Charlie Campbell the most. That is. 
Thank you, John K, for reiterating that for me. Worth asking, does Cody just parlay the favorites every week? He does not. He has his own single bets that he makes as well, if I'm not mistaken. All right, I'm going to start winding this thing down since we are at the five hour, or sorry, five o'clock mark. Um, let me just quickly see if there's any questions I haven't touched on yet. Joshua Frick saying, how do we get a, a shirt or hat from you? It's been a while since I've done the merch, but I'll try to get that going again once we get everything going. Uh, all right. I think I've answered most of them here. Sorry, Gunny saying, since McKinney will win, why not parlay him and get the value you want? Uh, minus 250, minus 260 on the under one and a half is the way I would go. Getting a much better price tag. And minus 1,000 again, what does that really do for your parlay? What if he fucking injures himself, right? <laughs> like, shit could happen. And then you added, what, three cents? We'll see. Corey Yipo is saying, battle blows your parlay. Oh, he's saying it's the first time he's down to wealth weight. I don't think that's going to make a difference at all. The guy was flabby up at 185 pounds. Honestly. He looks in phenomenal shape. I have no doubt about it. All right. Appreciate everybody stopping by for the first edition of the MMA Lock Talk. I'm just going to call it MMA Lock Talk. Again, this is what I wanted. I appreciate, you know, we hit pick viewers at 60 viewers, but I think that uh, continuing to do this on a daily basis, like I said, Monday through Thursday, we're going to continue to build a great community here. I will try to be even more efficient with the questions next time, but I don't want to feel rushed either, right? I want to be able to talk my thoughts out, not just give one or two word answers for all these questions. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every week, banging it out with you guys. Appreciate you guys checking out. Hit that like if you haven't already. I'll be back later tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern for the MMA Logcast to break down this weekend's card from bottom to top. Give you guys all my thoughts on all the fights, the props I'm looking at, plays, probably all that shit. Dropping it tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see most of you guys there. Otherwise, hope to see you guys on the regular in the chat here for the MMA Lock Talk. All right, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And I'll see you guys later tonight. Good luck on the Contender Series. Hopefully some guys can catch here and we can talk about it tonight on the show. All right, peace out. Peace. <laughs> I was so weird trying to uh, end these streams, but love you guys. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys tonight.